We would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land in which this podcast is recorded and produced, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations, whose sovereignty was never ceded and this area's original name was Nam. We pay respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. Damn! We're in a tight spot. Welcome to Music Town. May I service you? Great Scott! It will never be enough! I only want to hear the ayatik done! Ah, as if! Dignity. Always dignity. You're listening to You Watched What? I'm Amy. And I'm Kate. And this week for our first of our little Halloween specials, we watched the 1997 Jim Gillespie movie, I Know What You Did Last Summer. Ooh. Ooh, spooky Halloween. How are you, Kate? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> frightful day. I'm good. How are you? I'm okay. Awesome. What have you been watching, Amy? <laughs> I I actually just struggled just then trying to remember anything that I've watched in the last couple of weeks. It's been a little bit of a blur. Um, I actually thinking about now, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts, so that's probably why I haven't probably been watching so much. But just this week, um, the new series of Sex Education has been released on Netflix. So I've watched a couple of episodes of that. So getting back into that, but that's about it really. Mm -hmm. But um. So far, so good. It's all like it's going to be great. Do you yeah. know what I did watch just before that the the season like the season was knew it was being released, and yep. so I sat down and watched the very first episode of the X Files the other day. <gasps> oh my goodness! Oh yeah, it's because been so I long. because I was thinking of Gillian Anderson, and then it mm. kind of sprung in my head again, going, wasn't she like nineteen or something when she filmed that? Like she was ridiculously young. Mm. So I thought I'm gonna um, go and watch it. Look, she looks about forty five. <laughs> she's dressed like she's about forty five. <laughs> yeah, but her she face, has no, a baby but, face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but she's been. She's got like three degrees. Um, is like a legit doctor. Yep. And has done all her training at the FBI and they've, yep. they've made a 19-year-old play her. It's yep. just I do it's remember so funny. that when it came out that she was in real life. They were like, no, she is many years too young to have actually done everything yes. Scully's done. It's impossible yeah. to have done the medical training and then have been in law enforcement like to, to get into the FBI. Oh, impossible. Oh, well, I don't face. think she did law enforcement. I think she was she came in as the straight doctor. out as a doctor. Yeah. It is all explained in a really like, have you heard of this one scene? It's like <laughs> one of the, like the second scene. And they're like, have you heard of um, someone called Fox Mulder? And she goes, yes, Fox Mulder. And then she like describes all of his credentials. Because he went to Oxford um, he's, and he's a profiler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And his, his nickname is Spooky, Spooky. Mulder. <laughs> and, it's, and it's like she just goes on this full monologue of like, instead of going, yeah, I know him. She yeah, goes, I've, yeah, I've yes. heard of him. Do you mean this Fox Mulder? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's a super common it's name and you might, it might be another Fox Mulder. You don't know. Oh, who knows? <laughs> But, yeah, so that was good fun. So oh, I'm awesome. actually hoping to sit down and watch a few more every mm. – I don't think I'm going to, like, sit and binge it, but now it's on my radar. It's on Disney Plus, guys. Oh, awesome. So, 
it's on my radar to kind of sit down and watch uh, X-Files every now and then because I loved them. I mm. remember back in the day, Kate, you, you to being like the more horror fan and stuff now, yeah. Yeah. me and dad loved the X-Files from day one. You were scared and would have to go off into your room and didn't want to watch it for a yeah. really long, long time. Yeah. The same as Buffy, same as Buffy. be spoken about quite a bit in this quite podcast. A bit. But the same as mm. Buffy, like I was like fan from day one, but then later on you became super fan yeah, when I you got over your fan. heebie-jeebies. Yeah, it's really interesting that I've definitely come around on horror and I'm way more willing to watch creepy, scary things. Well, you know, yeah, I guess from my 20s. But, yeah, mm. at the, when it started I was like, no, 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 too scary for me. I don't know why, but my initial reaction was no. A little while back, um, back when you could visit people in their homes, so probably a few months ago, I was at our parents' place and an episode of The X-Files came on and – it had been on screen for maybe three seconds and I'm like, oh, this is the episode and then just recited from memory the whole plot of the whole episode oh. that I hadn't seen in, it has to be at least 15 years. Just yeah, stored see, in my memory. I was like, this is the one where they are undercover and they blah, 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 blah. It's all in there. It's all in there. It's so interesting because I know that I watched it but I wasn't the super fan that you be – became yeah and so there's not too many episodes that I would remember off the top mm. of my head like I I remember the one that I kind of think about a bit and it's probably a random one it's one that like people were turning into blowflies and there was some yeah. kind of they there was a blowfly or something in a cop car with them or something and so I often think of that. And you know when I think of it? When I kill a fly. Every time I think of a fly, kill a fly, it shoots into my brain of like, ooh, remember that X-Files? Well, that could have been a person that I just squashed that was, was turned into a fly randomly. That's how my brain works. And we're going to no, go into good. that a bit more in this episode because my brain works weird with some of the stuff that happens in this movie too. So... Okay. So that's where my brain, my brain, when I kill a fly, is like, oh, X Files. What that if it could was, have been someone? If, could have been someone. Could have been Fox Mulder, and I've just squashed him. Squashed him. Do you remember that one? Do you remember that episode? Only very vaguely. Well, see, that's the thing. I surprised myself because I didn't know I had memorized that episode. It was just all in there. I don't know. Yeah. Weird. So yeah, that that's about it for me. What have you been watching? I watched John Wick, which I hadn't watched before. Oh, I haven't watched them either. So I'm, I'm going to watch I'm sure the, our mother has. She probably I immediate, has. Well, I didn't immediately text her, but I did text her and tell her. Or she called and I told her. Uh, and we talked about it. So, yeah, they've seen all of the Wicks. And then immediately after I've had this conversation with mum about, you know, what we liked and didn't like about it, dad texts me this website which has, like, the kill counts for each of the movies. Because oh, he's spoken to me about that website before, actually. Yeah, Dad's really into John Wick, which um, I do need to watch the sequels. And there's more sequels coming, um, so I need to get caught up. But it's look, it's a very um, it's fairly over the top and uh, kind of comic booky, which I liked about it. I like when action movies are where the action is violent, but it's it's like it's not realistic, and this is. 
Yeah. Yeah, I loved the level of non-realism. Like there's a point when he goes and he's like, okay, I'm going to do um, assassin shit now, you know, uh, just just hot assassin things. And so he goes to New York City and checks into the assassin hotel where all the assassins sat, stay. And oh. there's like, because they have a special hotel. And at that point you're like, I was like, well, yes, this is this is not realistic, but I'm f- like I'm fully in. I love it. Keanu knew that the um, Gen Z would be all about the middle parts. Early adopter. Good. You've got it's to good keep movie. up. You've got to keep up with the trends. Now, yeah. I, you know, I used to be a bit baffled when TikTok, the whole big thing came out about like, oh, millennials, we won't let go of our skinny jeans and stuff. And I was like. Is that a thing? Like, is it a thing not to keep up with fashion? Like, I was just keeping up with the fashion. Just anyway, like, I didn't realise it was such a thing that you just hold on to what you looked like. Look, I love it as much as the next person to our heyday. But, like, I just There's always a thought it was a, a thing. a 1997 outfit. <laughs> yeah. Which is in fashion now. No, Hello, that's why now. I currently own all this stuff. Can I say that, like, when the youth brought back really high-waisted jeans, no one is more thrilled than me. I'm very mm. happy. Mm. Love it. And you've benefited really well from um, dungarees and overalls coming back. Well, I, well that, I'm saying that I keep up with fashion. I've never stopped wearing the overalls. So <laughs> <laughs> I do a bit of a mix of both. Yeah. You see, he's got us now. Okay, this is exactly what he wants. We can't go to the police, not now. He's made sure of that. He's just out there and he's watching us and waiting. What are you waiting for, huh? What are you waiting for? Okay. Uh, Kidoki, let's get stuck into I Know What You Did Last Summer. Ooh. Kate, had you seen this before? Yes, I had, but... Literally on home video and not since then. Yeah, okay. So like 20-ish years ago would yeah. be the last time I saw it. It's been a really long time. Yeah, I can't remember if I saw this in the cinema or not. I originally thought that I had, but then I looked at the year and it was 97. Mm. And I would have been in year 10, so I would mm. have been like 15. And... Then I was like, oh, I don't know if I would have gone to the movies to see this at that age. It was MA, so you would have been able to, but you were the bottom limit of who they would let in. Yeah, okay, maybe. I I don't know if I saw it in the movies or not, but I do know then I watched it a few times. I know I definitely saw the second one in the movies. Yeah. I still know what you did last summer. (laughs) Um, Hey, it's a great name for a sequel. (laughs) I know I definitely saw that one in the cinemas because that was kind of in my year 12 and that's when I was going to the movies all the time. Yeah. And Urban Legend came out around that time and so there was a lot of those movies yep. happening. Um, yeah. This and Scream So I know that I'd watched it a f- – Yeah. And I and know it that went I'd off. watched it a few times with girlfriends at like when we were having sleepovers and stuff. Mm. So I know I've seen it a few times, but I actually don't think I've seen it again since probably about the year 2000. Yeah. So a really, really long time. And what I noticed in watching it it was like I couldn't remember (laughs) 
I knew I loved it. Yeah. But I and I knew who was in it. But yep. watching it back, I could not remember anything about it. There were a few, other than that there were there yeah. was a killer with a massive like hook. That's what I knew. But I couldn't remember who the killer was. I couldn't remember um, yeah. what was going on. I, I remembered vague kind of things happening that I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. And, oh, the one – there was a couple of scenes that I knew that I remembered going in, watching it, but not many. And I couldn't re- really remember the major plot line. Yeah, heaps of things I'd forgotten. I There were a couple of – yeah, I'll call them out when we get to them. There are a couple of sequences that were burned into my memory and that was it. That was it. And yeah. even when the credits came up, I was like, Johnny Galecki was in this? Had no memory of poor Max. Me even neither. though I, I had loved no him idea in Roseanne. that he was in. I know. Yeah. And I, I, he was the one that shocked me too. And then watching it, I was like, oh my God, is he the kid? Like, is he the killer? And we've just completely forgotten that he was even in the movie. Yeah. Like, I was baffled that mm-hmm. he was in the movie. Me too. Do not remember totally it at all. Totally forgot it shocked that I forgot him specifically. Yeah, me too. It's not like an actor I, you know, know now and didn't know then. I was very aware of who Johnny Galecki was. I thought he was a cutie when I was like 15. Loved him. Yeah. Mm. That's why I was shocked that I couldn't remember that. He was the one that really shocked me too because I was like, oh, you're in it. Why don't I know? Why don't I remember this? And that was probably the part that I kind of went, I really don't have any idea what I'm watching, do I? Even though I've picked it and I know that I love it, I actually don't know what the hell's going on. Actually, uh, an excellent theme just for the podcast in general would be a movie I loved but haven't seen in more than a decade. Has it held up? Do I remember it at all? It's great. Well, and obviously, like, this is 20, 21 years since Mm. I've seen it probably. And so, yeah. Anyway, did every early 2000s and late 90s movie start with a helicopter shot over water? Because it feels a like lot it. Did. Yeah, a lot did. Yeah, a lot did. And like and then the music, it was all mm. very 90s and that's what I really miss yeah. about movies these days. The the soundtracks of movies in the 90s was just banging so much better. <laughs> I got very excited uh, when Cooler Shaker popped up. I was like, oh, I I've written song. that down. I oh, was yeah. like, oh, my God. Yeah. I was obsessed with that song. I was obsessed with that album. I wanted to have a baby and name it Crispin because of the lead singer of that band. Oh, my God. You know his mum is Hayley Mills, the actress who was in the original Parent Trap movies. He's from this, like, yes. you know, famous English. Polly- well, she was Pollyanna, wasn't she? And she was Pollyanna. Did she played Pollyanna. Yeah, and her father yeah. was John Mills, a famous actor. So, yeah, he's from this really, like, famous acting family. Oh, yeah, that would – look, I don't that, – that song – look, it was a cover. It was it was a hit. It was such a hit. Loved it. I only recently found out it was a cover because I was watching something else and that song was playing and I was like, oh, okay. Hmm. But, yeah. Hmm. Great, they, great. They had their oh, moment. Same. We've had the same reaction so far. Surprised by Johnny Galecki. Really excited that Cooler Shaker was playing. <laughs> yep. Did not remember that the opening credits music was typo negative, uh, like pretty intense metal band. But I was like, hey, I, like, I don't remember this at all. I don't remember this tracking no. shot. I don't remember Johnny Galecki, but I'm into it. I'm I'm enjoying myself. Yeah, I, look, I didn't remember it, but it did feel very, very familiar. Yeah. So it w- was tucked away in there somewhere. And so, I 
Sorry. And I did remember it was written by Kevin Williamson of who also wrote Scream and who yeah. created Dawson's Creek. Yeah, which is – okay, we'll go into that We'll go we into that in a it, minute. Yeah. <laughs> um, he actually – he wrote this one before Scream, mm. but it wasn't – no one wanted it. No one picked it up and it wasn't until Scream – was a bit successful that they went, oh, yeah. okay. And I actually prefer these ones to Scream. Not that I've seen Scream in a million years. And I think I only ever saw the first, possibly the second Scream. I haven't seen – there's like a few Screams, isn't there? Like Oh, there's um, like four and they're doing a another sequel. They're doing that thing that is happening at the oh. moment that I really hate where they're just calling it Scream. Like they're just naming the movie the same name. Yeah. So there's a screen, a fifth Scream coming I think next year. Okay. But there are like four Screams. I've seen one and two because Sarah Michelle Gellar is in two and I remember that. But I don't is think she? I've seen – Yeah, I don't think I've seen three or four. Do you know what I did after I watched this movie? Rolled straight into watching Scream, which I hadn't seen in did like you? 20 years. Yeah. Oh. We'll talk about Which that at the end. Which In my opinion, Scream. Oh, okay. Both scripts, I May, feel I probably like, need to watch it mm, again then. I feel like both scripts are like about on par and I think the mm-hmm. difference is Wes Craven is a much better director. Yeah. And also I think Scream yeah. probably had a bigger budget. It looks glossier. It feels. Oh, yeah. You know, definitely. more impressive. I yeah. agree with that from memory. Yeah. And Henry Winkler was the principal in that, which I had also totally forgotten. Did, yeah, did not remember that at the Fonz. Oh, yeah. okay. Anyway. Wow. Okay, so we open up, like you said, with cameras panning over the ocean mm. and we zoom into a guy sitting on a rock in fisherman's overalls with some kind of coin thing happening and drinking. And so the instant vibe I got was like, oh, he's going to jump. He's mm. like working out whether to kill himself or not and just leaving it up to chance as you do. Um, We then cut to some beautiful fireworks and we learn that it is the 4th of July and that there's going to be, there's some kind of cracker. Well, this is the funny part. It's, (laughs) I heard it as the cracker queen and I was like, oh, Okay, we're just going there, calling it the cra- the cracker queen, like. But it's actually. I mean, the, there the are croaker. no black people in this town. <laughs> I know I that's why that. I was like. Sorry. That's why I was like, oh, okay, we're just we're just calling it. We're out just for embracing what it is. our racist um, <laughs> fishing town vibe. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. But it's act- it was later on that I kind of crossed out cracker queen and wrote croaker queen queen. <laughs> Because I kind of just went, oh, this is awkward. This is, we had no idea about this kind of shit in the 90s, obviously. Like, what the hell? Come on. But no, Croker is the name. The name of the town is Croker and they're crowning their, their, um, their fishing queen, I guess. I love the subtlety. Queen of the fishing village. Queen of the fishing village. I love the subtlety, the, the complete lack of subtlety of, I'm making a horror movie and I'm calling the town Croker. Like, beautiful. Mm. Too close mm. to Cracker, though, guys. You're all too wide. I know. Yeah. I could, and, yeah, my, my little ears just kind of was like, oh. I just kind of went, that's awkward. Now, we know what your cosplay vibe is, but my first thought was, I want one of those fish hats. Yeah. There's all these kids running around with, like, a fish hat. And I'm like, I want one of those fish hats. 
Yeah, cool. So it's kind of like there's – so it's a, the 4th of July, but it's also they're doing some kind of fishing festival, I guess. I guess because it's or a fishing it village. celebration of 4th of July it just is very fish-orientated? I think because they're a fishing village. So a whole bunch of it was filmed in North Carolina – which you can sort of see if you then watched Denny Dawson's Creek, which is also filmed and set in North Carolina. It has that Oh, look. okay. Yeah. Right. I was also a huge Dawson's Creek fan, so, you know. So this is the point where, okay, I think so she's – is so is Sarah Michelle Gellar's like doing her queen pageant yeah. stuff now. Yeah, yeah. she's um, in the pageant. She is Helen Shivers, an amazing name for a scream, scream queen, like – Yes. What a good name. Yes. Love and it. this is the point I realised because I started to just write because I didn't know the characters' names at mm. this point. Or, and so I just started writing their initial, like the actors' initials down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it was almost a prerequisite that you had a triple barrel name to be in this movie, except for I don't know how Ryan Philippe like made the cut because he's just a two name. Like they sh- Someone should have said, can we use your middle name? For the credits of this movie. <laughs> like, yes. Because every there's Sarah Michelle Gellar, um, Jennifer Prince. Love Hewitt, yes. Freddie Prince Jr. Like they're all like, and I've got them like JLH, SMJ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's written down. And then I've just got RP. Boring. I'm, anyway. I'm looking up now to see if he has. Ah, um, oh, Ryan is his middle name. He's oh. Matthew Ryan Philippe. MRP. Wow. Well, there you go. Well, that's why they couldn't do that. That would that would have been. He's already using it. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Confusing. Was he married to so Reese she... yet? He could have been Ryan Philippe with a spoon. Oh, I don't not know. No, because they met doing Cruel Intentions, which I do think was later, yeah. and also I think had it was Sarah later. Because I think that was ninety nine. Mm. Yeah, no, or I remember. I saw it in the cinema when I was in uni, so it would have been about 98, 99. Yeah. 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 Mm. This was peak Sarah Michelle Gellar. She was. Yeah. So no, she she's filmed still great, this but this was, she was just gorgeous. before Buffy. This was pre Buffy, though. <gasps> wow. She fully does yeah. have that season one Buffy hair. So this came, this came out around the same time that Buffy came out, but I'm pretty sure that this yep. was filmed. Before she got Buffy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So she's doing a like pageant queen thing, and we've got, you know, her three friends up in the stalls watching. Um, she talks about how she wants to become an actress and blah, blah, blah. And she w- is crowned Croker Queen <laughs> with a love. I love her crown. Like it's mermaidy. It's described it's in my notes nautical. as fugly. But also I want oh. one. <laughs> I wouldn't have said it's fugly. Have we addressed that I was I slightly tipsy when it. I watched this movie though? <laughs> so we go to a beach party and that's where – so it's all happened. They're down at the beach party. They're all, you know, doing that thing that teenagers do, which was very much like the OC as well. You watch the OC, there's always teenagers getting drunk at the beach. Mm. Um, and that's where Johnny Galecki shows up. And he's giving out shooters, another yeah. very 90s thing. I don't – well, I don't go to parties now. I'm not a teenager going to parties now. So, I don't know. Maybe they still do that. Maybe they, they jelly shots is still a thing. Who knows, Kate? <laughs> oh, I did watch a couple of episodes of of Cooking with Paris. Oh, yes. 
I feel it reminded Brilliant. me of my skill of my cooking skills when I first moved out of home and for I've never thought about this but I was like immediately grateful that I wasn't a rich heiress and so I had to learn to cook and fend for myself. <laughs> you didn't just I didn't keep just adding sugar continue. and marshmallows into every Yeah, recipe. I just didn't continue to live a life <laughs> where I could set a kitchen on fire and that was the only thing I could cook. <laughs> a fire. Okay, so they're all getting drunk down at the beach. There's some kind of interesting exchange between mm. Max, Johnny Galecki, and um, Julie Jennifer Love Hewitt. Julie Jennifer Love Hewitt's yeah. character, where they must be, they must have been like childhood friends or something. And then she's kind of gotten into this cool in crowd and gotten a boyfriend, and um, they're about to all go off to college. So. There's some kind of weird exchange of like, I think he wants to take her out or something, which yeah. I thought was a pretty shitty move seeing, you know, her boyfriend's right there. Like that's yeah. a that's a shit move no matter yeah. how nice of a guy you think you are or if you're the nerdy underdog or whatever, it's still a shit move. It was it was nice guy vibes of the, oh, but, you know, we've been friends and, I'm, and it's like, no, just because you've known her your whole life doesn't mean she owes you anything. It was that kind of yeah. nice guy vibes. It was it was gross. It was gross. Yeah, we'll, we'll learn more about Max later on. Um, they decide that they want to go down to Dawson's Beach. And I picked up on that straight away and I was like, that's interesting. But it wasn't until later, like you said, he also wrote Dawson's Creek. Yeah. But I just kind of thought that they were doing it to kind of – because it was that 90s – vibe of we're just so was Dawson's Creek already a thing it must no. have already been a thing Dawson's no. Creek was a couple of years after this so he really? really had his breakout as a writer with the success of Scream and through that and and then the success of this movie he created Dawson's Creek so it was um oh. 98 or 99 when that actually started airing. So we were just saying, like I was thinking that, that was the beach was named Dawson's Beach because of Dawson's Creek, but was Dawson's Creek named that because of Dawson's Beach? Or Kevin Williamson knew some guy called Dawson or like he lived near a Dawson or yeah, something. Okay. I didn't look this up and I do wonder, maybe he just likes how it sounds. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. Because mm. it also, yeah, mm. caught my attention immediately. I was like, oh, he just reuses that all the time. Yeah. So they're down they've they've started a bit of a campfire down the beach and they're telling urban legends about some guy that kills teens with a big hook. The classic you're parked in a in a car having sexy times and escaped someone, prisoner, lunatic. It's yeah, it's always different. Man mm. hook hand car door. Yeah. Yeah. Look, the movie Urban Legend is why still to this day I have to check the back seat of my car before I get in at night time. <laughs> Look, it's not a bad idea. But yeah, we're maybe like at a heightened level of concern about the reality of these things happening thanks to these I know. movies. I finished I finished teaching at the hall and I have to like fully check my car to make mm. sure no one's waiting for me in the back seat. But you have a like a big car where, in theory, a, a grown person could fit themselves. I do it in my car and my car is a tiny <laughs> baby car. Like you can barely fit one adult in the back in the seats. So I don't know what I'm expecting. But anyway, can I talk about the character names? Because I'm going to probably keep yeah, referring to them as the it. actor names. But um, yes. so, uh, yeah, Jennifer Love Hewitt as Julie, uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar as 
Helen Shivers, which, look, great name. Um, is Ryan Philippe Barry and Freddie yes. Prince Jr. is Ray? Okay. Yeah. So really bad name. Look, we this, they those people are our age. Those characters were our age. We weren't rocking around with any Helens. Julies, yeah, I knew a couple of Julies. Few Julies. Rays, no. No Rays. Barrys. Barry? Barry. Hell no. No Barrys. These are the names of people our parents' age. Yeah. Did we so have he's just- friends who were Helens? Yes, they were 40. <laughs> So it's like if we were to write a movie now and we were like. Every third character is called Jessica. We've got four Jessicas. We're going to call the character Lauren and (laughs) Matthew because they're our friends. Like, you know. I don't think there's a a whole lot of. actual teen names. Like you didn't really try very hard to pick out teen names. But yeah, the the names are ridiculous in this. Sorry. Yeah, they are. They're like. Barry. I, I was thinking the same thing. Barry. Max. Max. Max is acceptable. Max is. Um, I think he's the only other person whose name we really find out. So we're down at Dawson's Beach and the blondes and brunettes pair off, mm-hmm. which I'm pretty sure is how yeah, the casting works in this movie. <laughs> I didn't think of that. Yeah. Used to stay together and used to. Because I was a little bit like, because Sarah Michelle Gellar and Freddie Prince Jr. are now married. Yeah. And so it was a bit like, oh, they weren't put together in this, but they weren't together. They This is how they met. And then they didn't even get together until a couple of years later. Yeah. Thank you, Wikipedia. So, yeah. And so it, what wouldn't have been as, because I was thinking that's awkward, but mm. it wouldn't have been awkward at, no. at all in no. reality. And they've the been filming. their nineteenth wedding anniversary is right about now. So, oh, they're a, they're a lovely couple. They're one that I they've just oh, had it because yeah. I follow her on Instagram and they just had it. So, oh, that's lovely. And she only she only remembered because E New put E News put something up <laughs> about it, and she went, "Oh, thanks E News for <laughs> reminding me of my anniversary. I thought it was tomorrow." <laughs> I like them a lot because I don't. I don't really know anything about their relationship. They've been together a long time, which is great and super mm. rare for anyone who got together like 20 odd years ago in Hollywood. Like how many of those couples are still together? J-Lo yeah. and, and, and Ben Affleck don't count. <laughs> no. <laughs> in, in that. But you can't go off and have kids with other people and then various other relationships. And no. Well, but, look, I, it still count as one big unit of a relationship. I love it. I'm here for it. It doesn't count. They've been together for over 20 years. I know almost nothing about their personal lives. They're like, like only what much, like you yeah, see on Instagram of, yeah. of them cooking because he's yeah. apparently a pretty good cook. And mm. I don't know how I know that actually. It's something that I feel Instagram. like I know, but I don't know. I can't reference how I know. Oh, maybe he did a movie where he was a chef, and maybe I just <laughs> felt that that imprinted that cook. Um, <laughs> or maybe the other thing I sort of know. He's he's done a bunch of voice work in the last years, and he did a voice. He, he did like a character I really love in a in a video game. I really enjoyed Dragon Age Inquisition, and he's great mm. in that. And it's this like huge, beefy, deep voice character, and I was very shocked to find out that he was doing the voice. But it's great. Is he in um, the new He's All That movie? Because I know that Rachel Lee Cook, another true, maybe it was just the trend to have a triple barrel name. Yeah, maybe. Rachel Lee Cook from She's All That 
which is what Freddie really kind of got famous for, I think. Yeah, this was a was that, big that movie. There you um, go. When you look at well, IMDb, I know that she's in the. It's the thing that comes that. up for him. Yeah. Ah, uh, yes. What year was that? Look at us. We're Nin- just going. <laughs> sorry, guys. We'll get back to the movie soon. We're just going down memory lane of all the nineties. We're well, changing we- the podcast. It is just about nineties movies nostalgia now. Guys. now. <laughs> uh, that was ninety nine. So yeah, just after that. Oh, and then- so he did this first. Okay, yep. interesting. But that is, yeah, him as the romantic lead in a teen romantic comedy. I say comedy, interesting. So, you know. It's not actually interesting <laughs> to anyone else. Did, he's in. Did you, I didn't know until I was looking in his IMDb um, to to see what he'd been up to besides voicing characters in video games that I love. And they did a streaming version of Punky Brewster that's like out, I think, like soon. I don't think it's aired yet or oh. it might have just aired. But there's a new Punky Brewster. Talk about specifically like my childhood nostalgia. Yeah. And it's got Soleil Moonfry in it. Like they haven't recast her. Oh, she is okay. m- like a mum now. With Freddie Prince Jr.? With Freddie Prince Jr. playing someone called Travis. I don't know if he's like her the dad. Dad husband, or not her dad. partner. Yeah, I don't I don't know <laughs> his role in it. No, he's okay. not in he's all that, sadly. Mm, probably um, a wise choice. No, but he's doing heaps of voice work. And, yeah, he's he's going to be in um, and, and a bunch of, like, TV. And he's going to be in The Punky Brewster. Well, there you so go. there you go. So back to the movie. They're all down on the beach getting drunk, basically. Well, yes. are they all? I think maybe yeah. only Barry is really getting drunk. I think we've seen a couple beers and Barry is the only one who has like a liquor bottle is and is like drunk, right. drunk. Intoxicated, yeah. Yes. So they're being all sweet of all like, oh, um, you know, let's still all stay together when we go to college and mm. – Doing all that kind of Sarah Michelle Gellar is planning out her life and she's going to go to New York and become an actress and be in a soap, something that Sarah Michelle Gellar did do in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, she had a couple years when she was like still at high school doing a soap, which was kind of her, okay. her training really. So it feels like it might have been something they threw in as a reference to that. And they keep talking about Ryan Philippe as this big football star and he's a quarterback. And then later he's like still like, doing football at college, there, Ryan Philippe is not built like someone who is a quarterback. I know no. enough about American football to be like, he is not. He does not have an American football build, but I don't love the trend where movies will make men just like get like ridiculously ripped for no reason mm. and then just be like, oh, he's just a, he's a giant man now. So mm. I'm kind of torn on this. I don't believe him as a football star, but I also like, don't care that for, for them to just make him ripped for no reason. Anyway. Yeah. The yeah. 90s when you could just put, a, you know. Have your slim... own teeth and, yeah. <laughs> and still be. <laughs> and just have your own body. We do need to look movie. into the teeth thing more because I remember one of my friends. I look. Don't yeah. worry. I, I, I watch. Every movie we do, I make mental note of what their teeth are like. I'm, I'm still out there doing the good work. Don't worry. So it's time to to leave the beach. 
Barry's way too dr- drunk to drive, so but it's his car, and so he's a little bit resistant of like doing the big kind of man thing of mm. like oh, it's my car, da da da. He's an entitled Bullshit. rich boy with a beamer, even though he's yeah. still you know just graduated high school. Yeah. So Ray drives. Of course, there's a sunroof. Barry's got his head out the sunroof. Something that my kids—it's like my kids' dream to drive. <laughs> Every time we—if we ever have to wait in our car because we've just our car's got a sunroof. We sound sounds so fancy in our Mazda with a sunroof. Um, <laughs> our family wagon with a sunroof. The um. Whenever we're parked and some like if Sean's had to go into the supermarket and we're just waiting in the car or if someone hasn't gone to school that day and I'm at school pickup in the car park, that, that kid in the car that's waiting will open the sunroof and stick their head out. Like it's it's Barry right now is living their dream of being able to drive with their thing out, out the, the sunroof. sunroof. Yeah. It's so dangerous. Like that it's whole so thing is dangerous. happening and I was like – I don't remember what happens to his character. Does, is he going to also I know, I die at this is, point? Is he going to get decapitated? Yes. What's going on? I was really worried so for him. He drops the bottle because there's a kerfuffle over the radio station or something. He drops the bottle on Ray. So Ray's trying to deal with that. And then all of a sudden Barry looks up and screams, watch out. And they hit something. Mm-hmm. This is all Barry's do. fault. Barry dropped oh, a bottle 100%. of liquor on the driver and then distracted the driver. It's all Barry's fault. Mm. Anyway, it's bad luck. And mm. it is an accident. Like, I think, I feel like, yeah, it's an accident. They didn't mean to hit him. Yeah, no, of course not. But they don't handle it very well. No, this is where it all goes downhill. They're, yeah. Well, they're teenagers. They don't have the brain capacity to kind of... Work. And they are intoxicated. They're all they've all buzzed. Yeah. If you're not completely intoxicated, they're a little bit pissed. Yeah. So Barry's got blood on him. They're freaking out. They're hoping that it's a dog, but then like Julie sees a gum boot. A gum boot. <laughs> oh no. She a she's a good boot. screamer. She gives a really good scream. She is a good screamer. Um, yeah, for, over the gum boot. She screams over the gum boot. <laughs> It's a gumboot! It's the scariest gumboot of all time. (laughs) Barry goes to get some torches and, oh, no, this is our first long scream is when they find the body. So she she lets it out then. They find the body. Barry, can I just comment on Barry's beautiful um, V-neck that he is wearing? Mm. Mm. I could have easily, I've got one like that, I could have easily come dressed as Barry today. (laughs) Love, you could cosplay every single character in this probably. Basically, I, I bet you've so. got a, an Anne Hesh nighty you could pull out. Yeah, probably. Mm. Yep, yep. The girls want to call the police. The boys are saying they won't believe us. They, they're not going to be. They're not. Come on, guys. You, you rich white guys. You'll be okay. Let, let's be honest. Freddie Prince Jr. isn't. He's sort of like in the cool kid group, but isn't mm. rich. So he's yeah, worried. They all get lumped together. Like yeah, well, he's worried like he's going to get singled young out. Young black men. No, that's know, true. Done this. That's true. The police aren't going to show up and shoot you. Like no, true. They're not actually like in danger of losing their lives over this. I think yeah. you have to really trust the people if you're going to try and cover up a crime like this. And I'm, you know, for legal reasons, going to say now, like, no, you should never do that. 
No. No. And I wouldn't. But if you're going to, you would really have to trust the people that you're covering up the crime with. I would not cover up a crime with Julie because she is like, she is immediately like, no, we should not be doing this. She really yeah, can't commit anyone, to the yeah. crime cover up. So I was like, no, don't cover up no. a crime with someone who's and Barry's clearly so not aggressive into it. About yeah, about it too. Like he's and we shouldn't be listening to Barry. Barry's very drunk. Yeah, like, Barry is making terrible decisions, and he's you know not a great person. Mm. So as so they just the boys are like no 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 no, and then they decide they're going to move the body, which was. So like they're in the process of moving the body and Max drives up. Now, there, there is absolutely no way in my mind that Max does not see them carry the body across the road because they are so slow and the, his car lights are really – he's not that far away. He's like, got the high beams on. no way that he – there's just no way that he hasn't seen this. A thing that I had forgotten that I love about this movie is that they're so bad at this crime cover-up. He must see them hiding what must look to him like a body of something. And then later, every time they're talking about this huge secret, there is like, they'll do it in front of a whole bunch of people. They'll be like... <laughs> At someone's workplace and people are walking around or like someone's <laughs> mum is just in the background. It's like, guys, you're so bad at this. So bad. Yeah, well, they, yeah they're they are. They are. Yeah. So Barry pretends he's throwing up while they're, they're doing this, this body cover up. And I think Julie goes up and talks to Max and like, oh, yeah, I know. We're okay. Uh, um, yeah, it's pre- pretty. Max drives off. It's bad. They're not they good get, liars. None of them are good No, they're liars. not at all. So they decide to – they're going to dump the body in the ocean because the tides are strong. It'll take the body out, yada, yada, Mm-mm. something like that. So they drive on down to the docks and they throw the body into the ocean. But before um, before they do, Julie, like, wants to know who who it is. Um, no one wants her to, to find out. So – Helen goes in to like get his wallet or to do something to the body and as that happens the body wakes up and grabs Helen's crown which she's still wearing through all of this she has not taken her <laughs> crown off what commitment to being the croaker queen she is she definitely had sex at the beach with her boyfriend wearing the crown yes queen beautiful work yeah understandable why are you still wearing it when you're trying to hide a body? I don't okay? know. That is the time to, to remove the crown. <laughs> so this is where like real actual homicide happens. Yeah. They're we, not we disposing believe. of a body that they killed no. accidentally. They're throwing a live man into the ocean. Yeah, which still happens. Barry hits him and then pushes him in the water. Again, it's all and Barry. He, and then, you know... Helen's screaming about her crown. Oh, he's got my crown. So he do- he jumps in and goes down and gets the crown. And we see another body. Like it's it's quite confusing this part because we'll go into later on. But I feel like we get a really good imagery of the man's face that mm. they've put in, but it's different to who they've just thrown in. Yeah. You do agree? Yeah, I, f- I feel like we got a really good shot of him. And it was the guy 
from sitting on the cliff. And it looked like the cliff guy who we got a really good look at at the start. Yeah. They're never allowed to talk about again. They make a big pact about it. Um, They're taking it to their grave. Barry is extremely aggressive about this. And that's like you, you said, Barry is a dick. Oh, yeah. I would not. Julie is extremely noncommittal about that pact. She is the weak link and she should be mm. really scared of mm. Barry at this point. Like I would be very worried if I were her about Barry coming after me. But that's not actually what happens in the plot. Yeah. <laughs> so for, forget about that. No. That's actually that, – that never comes up. Okay. So we cut to a year later. The whole vibes change. We've got happy 90s movie music happening again and we're in Julie's dorm room. She has to go home for the summer. It seems like she hasn't gone back to this fishing village in a long time, which I can understand. If you, if this big traumatic thing has just happened and you've kind of gotten away with it, I can, mm. I can understand why you'd never want to go back there again. Totally. Um, she's really doesn't want to go home. Her, you know, she. When she does get home, she's really sad and her mum's asking her if she's on drugs. She isn't doing well at school. We can Um, tell she's struggling because either she's not wearing concealer or all of her makeup is concealer. It's impossible to tell, but they've they've done makeup (laughs) to make her look like washed out. She has washed out makeup. So she's at home and she gets this letter in all caps. I know what she did last summer. (gasps) <gasps> well, that's not all caps. That's whispering. That should that should all be in lower caps. It should be, I know what you did last <laughs> summer. Should be like that, shouldn't it? But it's my favourite thing, the name of the movie in the movie. Yeah, I know. It's happening a lot. It happens Maybe a lot. Maybe it happens in all movies and well, I mean, only, I'm only just noticing it now because you've brought it up. It happens in John Wick because constantly they're all like, do you know who this man is? He's John Wick. And you're like... <laughs> You've got to explain to me who John Wick is. And then he starts murdering everyone. And then you're like, oh, I get now why everyone knows who John Wick is. He's terrifying. Anyway. Okay. But it does. It happens a lot. And I'm always thrilled. Always. That note looks printed out. It looks like a font. (laughs) Yeah, it does. Yeah, it's it's not proper handwriting, is it? No, it's beautiful. It doesn't look... Actually, I stared at it for a long time and I feel like the the um the M's in summer are different enough that they probably aren't it it, it might uh, okay. it looks printed look it looks printed out to me but whether or not it's based on handwriting it didn't really look like handwriting it was too smooth. This is an awkward thing to to care about in this movie. But that's what I was focused on at that point. Of all the things it's there the note. Of, of all, look, when a film isn't very realistic, you pick silly things to be concerned about. Again, that happened yeah. a lot when I was watching John Wick. I won't give examples, but you start really focusing on ridiculous things. So Julie goes the next morning over to um, Helen's sister's workplace. So we find out like that I think Helen's family own like a mini department store in the town. Yep. Like Shivers, like it's called. a country target or something. <laughs> I had forgotten about, yeah, this creaky old department store that they yeah, did used no, to I have haven't. heaps more of these in small yes. towns. I mean, actually, no, a lot of small towns in Australia still do have these. Mm, little, little department stores, yeah. 
So she wants to go there and get Helen's phone number, um, her New York number. Um, and that's when we discover that Helen never went to New York. Or she oh, did no. for she did. a little bit. It didn't work out. Didn't work out. Um, and Helen's working in the department store. Do you remember, and this is very um, much of its time. Bit of a convo about we've got to be careful. In front of a whole bunch of customers and stuff. This is very of its time, like before social media, before even MySpace, where you all left like high school. And if you didn't like specifically put effort in to stay in touch with people, you didn't know where they were. Like she, this was her best friend and she literally like did not know where she lived. This is such a snapshot of its time. None of these people have cell phones. It's just not a plot point. That's right. Oh, and Helen smokes. Um, back, so then, back, also a sign of its times where oh. we're in the 90s when teens and people in their early 20s still smoked. A thing that I'm glad is pretty much yeah, dead now. Yeah, now, does it? No. Nah. Yes. Just a big improvement. So they, the girls are freaking out and they go up to, to see Barry. Um, Helen and Barry, had, had they've split up. Like they didn't last, thank God, because Helen deserves better. Mm-hmm. Um, Barry's still crazy mad about things and still like Whoa, about it all. Barry mm-hmm. thinks that Max has sent the letter. And yeah. I think that's a pretty sensible conclusion to come to straight up. Yep. Um, so they go to the docks to confront him. Because he works. And I guess he still works at the restaurant and he's like doing fish. Yeah, he things. works there. Yeah. At this point, I was like, Barry, okay, you don't know what you're doing. Who pulls the hook on who? Because I've just said, I just wrote, pulls a, he pulls a hook on him. And I don't, I'm guessing Max pulls the hook on so Barry. So I think, yeah, Max had the hook. Yeah. Because Barry comes in and I'm like, Barry, you don't know what you're doing. Don't just go in and like confront Max. And then, and he doesn't know what he's doing because he goes in and confronts Max and is immediately like, tells Max all this information that. He's only assuming Max knows and he's kind of incriminating himself. And Max, they're in yeah. like um, like an ice room or something and Max grabs this hook, which I guess you use for like hanging up or gutting fish or. Yeah, it's some fisherman. It's a fishing. Some fisherman thing. thing. Yeah. <laughs> and some so Max has stuff. the hook and Barry leaves and then Max like, puts it, like, hooks it into, like, a big, um, like, a huge slab of ice. And then Mm. later, like, we come back and it's been removed from the ice. We also discover around now that Ray is working on a fishing boat. So he's just kind of... Yeah, he didn't go to college either. Got a job. Yeah. Yeah. Although I think he had been planning to. I think also at this point I might have had the cat eye sunglasses that Sarah Michelle Geller had. That's right. Okay, and we so find out from Ray, he he's working on a fishing boat like his dad, which is like the only thing he knows about his dad because his dad wasn't around because everything that oh. Kevin Williamson writes has daddy issues. It's the rules. Okay. Well, we know that about Kevin Williamson then, don't we? Yep. So this is where Hush by Cooler Shaker is playing. Barry goes to the gym. It was the best album of in. my year 10 life go and listen to it guys um so barry's wearing like dog tags and that that's such a 90s thing isn't it like fake fashion (laughs) dog tags like not real ones not ones that belong to someone you know just for fashion oh my god that was so 90s 
So Max is dead. Not yet. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, we did. Yeah, yeah, Max. Yeah. Oh, Max yeah. got hooked. That was a yeah. gnarly kill. And because I'd completely forgotten about that character, I had forgotten that he was the first yeah. kill and ev- and everything yeah. about how it went down. So it was quite shocking yes. to me. I was quite startled, even though. Yeah, because at that point you're kind of thinking that Max is the killer. Yeah, like, they've set him I up as anyway. the, the first red herring and done it really well mm. in a way that I was like, they're setting this up so early that he can't be the killer. But. I wasn't that bright. I was thinking, okay, <laughs> maybe but, he's the killer. But sometimes they do that where you're like, you think they set up the first red herring and you're like, no, it's, and then they're like, it's not this person. And then later it is that person. So, yeah. But we learn it's not Max because he gets killed really, gets killed, really yeah. violently. So, um, it's not Max. Poor Max. No. It's not poor. Oh, yeah. I didn't even write down that he got killed. I just skipped. I just probably watched that and then went, oh. Okay. So now we're at the, the gym with Barry and his dog tags and some great music. And while he's working out, he, he realises that his jacket has been stolen. Not his jacket. His jacket has his been stolen. I know. His jacket has been stolen. He's very crazy mad about it. The old dude at the um, front of the gym is just like, no, no one else is here. It's just you and me. This killer is like, this is the thing with these movies. Like they always make out that the killers are really stealthy. Like Mm. they can move without being seen or heard a lot. Yeah, a lot. And not like just in the cover of darkness and like they're moving around with house lights on and stuff (laughs) and and walking past People sitting at the front desk of the gym. They're opening doors and um, then shutting <laughs> doors in houses and going up staircases and stuff. And it's just like no one hears it. It's a no one no. notices. He gets outside and his car's getting stolen. And there he gets chased down and he's um, run over by a guy in the rain. Oh, yeah, he gets yeah. run over. And then then the guy in the big fisherman coat and stuff comes out and threatens him with, with the, the hook. hook. It's very creepy. He, like it's he's great like begging for his life. Yeah. yeah, it's a great creepy silhouette. And you think, oh no, that's it. Um, he's dead. Yeah, he's dead. I was like, oh, he's dead. He's I gone. really did think he was. I had forgotten that he didn't die. Yes, yeah, so did I. Yeah, I did too. I thought, oh, he's the first one to go. But we have a hard cut to the hospital, and he's alive and just you know a bit damaged from forgetting that you can run sideways if a car is running is coming at you like straight that you should mm. maybe like swerve. And go down one of those little alleys. No, he just ran straight and got, like, run over. I mean, yes, that was a little victim blamey, but Barry is the worst, so I don't feel bad about it. That's right. And they're all like, you know, oh, it's this guy in the raincoat. Like, it's a fishing village. Everybody has their raincoat. Yeah. It's really not helpful. In my memory, and talking about the raincoat, in my memory, the raincoat was, like, yellow. (laughs) No, it was in mine too. I remembered it as being, like, more yellow, which I think in real life is, no, that's, like, children's raincoats. Like, fishermen's raincoats (laughs) do look like this. They're, like, proper oil we had yellow ones. I remember walking to school with yellow ones and, like, a yellow fisherman's hat, and that's what we used to walk to school in in winter. We were so so adorable. just um, imprinted that onto every raincoat we've seen since. Yeah. Yeah. We were so cute in our little raincoats. We were cute. 
This is where I noticed that um, Sarah and Michelle Gellar's hair is like crazy long. And mm-hmm. I was like, mm, her hair is just full on. Like, yeah, that is some full on lots of thick hair. hair. So much hair. And so much hair. They keep having com- – so they're having conversations about this and Barry's like, he could have killed me if he wanted – and again, they're like having these conversations where the nurses can hear them. They're so stupid. Yes. Yeah. So then they decide to do some investigating and Jennifer Love mm-hmm. Hewitt has a computer with like, oh, my goodness, a 1997 web browser. Um, And so they decide to make a plan to go and she reveals that she has – been investigating already and she's got the name of of who washed up mm-hmm. three weeks after they they threw that body into the ocean yeah and so they decided to just go and um visit his family home to get clues and that's the whole plan and sarah michelle geller being the best character in this is like angela lansbury always has a plan and mm-hmm. it's one of the references kevin williamson does this a lot where the references are like way older than the characters, but this is accurate because we were that age and we watched a lot yeah. of Murder, She Wrote. Yeah. <laughs> like we, in we school holidays and on sick days, lots of Murder, She Wrote. They find out, yeah, they find out that his name's David Egan and they find out that he's still got a sister that happens to live in a really creepy house mm. somewhere in the, yeah. in the, the kind of out in the, the sticks. Yeah. And I so think they, they did, there. like, find a few other things out about, too, like that there'd been the accident he was in the year before. Yeah, that his fiance had died. In a car accident. Um, the year, yeah, and he was the – I think we find out he was the cause of the accident and yeah, da-da-da-da-da. So, anyway, and I think that's when they kind of come to the conclusion of, well, maybe he was standing out in the road. Maybe he wanted to die. Mm. I think – they really hope that's true so that yeah, they will feel they less will, bad. So they're in the creepy house. They're pretending that they remember him from school. They're trying to get a bit of information. Um, they're getting like general creepy vibes from the creepy sister, Anne Hatch, Anne Hesh. Ha- Who, Hash? Hesh? Hesh? I think Hesh. Hesh. Who's the only person in this uh, Carolina fishing town who has an accent. Yeah. <laughs> she committed. She also has a fisherman's coat in her house. She does. Which they bump into and they freak out and, yeah, so that happens. And so they discover also, like, the key thing they discover here is that someone else came around, like, one of his – they're asking about, like, does he have any, you know, friends from school? And there was um, one friend who popped up and who she had a, you know, a Mm. brief – moment with um some guy called billy blue the fakest name i've ever heard (laughs) i know billy you can you can deal with blue come on yeah and we're already like (laughs) whose last name's blue yeah no um it it just put me in it it just made me think blue's clues was blue's clues out by then like did did the person claiming to be billy blue just like look around and it's a, it's a bit like who are you? I'm Kate. Lamb. Well, ba- we do we do find out later that that's kind of what happened, but <laughs> it's exactly what happened. Just Sarah Michelle Gellar yeah, is so good so, in this. Yeah, she's she's a standout in it. Mm. She's better than Jennifer Helen Love Hewitt. Um, she's oh, a hundred percent. So much better. Um, she's in the kitchen. 
talking to her dad and this is the stealthy moment of when the fisherman just moses on in and goes upstairs and just goes into her bedroom while she's downstairs pouring a diet coke really obviously for product placement reasons yeah so she goes upstairs we find out that it is the 4th of july tomorrow so everyone's starting. So I think that it's building that they're starting to panic that it's coming up to the one year anniversary. Um, yeah. The the accident that this guy died in was a year exactly a year before that. So it's a big day. It is also the day that she has to pass on her mermaid crown to the next Crocker Queen. <laughs> Croker? Croker Croker Queen. Croker. I'm just Croker changing queen. the name. Come on. Um. Yeah, there, it's, it's clicked for all of them that he's messing with them and he could have killed them by now, but that he means business. Yes. And that he's going to try and come for them on the 4th and, um, and yeah, murder them so on the public holiday. So we get pointed out in this part, like her sister comes up and is like, I need you to work tomorrow. And she's like, I can't, I'm in the parade. And she's like really making a fuss over her hair. And it's a real focal, like we're really told she loves her hair. Yeah, her sister like, makes a crack about her, you and your hair. Yeah, and she's brushing it and it's very This whole and... scene exists for the hair because there's no way yes. that they would be doing infantry infantry on the public holiday and there's no way that her sister wouldn't know that she has to be in the parade and participate in the Cracker Coin events. And yes. so this scene just exists to, to remind us that the sisters don't get along but that Helen's mm-hmm. hair is her crown and glory and she has so very much of important. it and it's amazing. Yes. So when she wakes in the morning, so we we, we have night time. We go to sleep. <laughs> and no, and we know as the audience, we have worked out that fisherman guy is in her wardrobe with those like Yes. You know, you know those old style like uh slats. L- slats. Yeah. Where if you hide in a wardrobe with slats, you can be like peeking out and it's creepy that he's like in yeah. there watching her sleep. Mm. We're like, oh no. Yes. But then she wakes up and it's daytime and you're like, she didn't die. But she it's almost up. as bad. No, she's got her crown on and her hair is all cut off. Well, bits of it are cut off. It's been like snipped at. And, <laughs> well, we're, we're led to believe it's a really bad hack job. It does look bad. Right. Yeah, it's fine. They fix it. And then it. we get a little bit of a RuPaul moment where soon is written on the um, mirror in lipstick. <laughs> so... Julie's like driving over to Helen's because you know all her hair's being cut off and it's mm. it's pretty traum- like it, no that is traumatic. We're, we're joking that it's not that bad, but you know it's pretty bad. Um, you, well, the, and she the, can hear the idea some... of someone coming in and cutting your hair in your sleep. Yeah, the idea of someone sneaking yes. into your room, yes, <laughs> and cutting your hair and like hacking at it, and then because she did, she, and she, that's the thing, she wakes up with the crown on. And she's like, I did not go to sleep with the crown on. I'm not that much of a weirdo. Like she before bed, she went and like touched it on its um its little shelf in her room with all of her, you know, her treasures. Yeah, that is terrifying. As a young woman at the time watching it, like that whole sequence was like creeped me the fuck out. Julie's he driving was. over to Helen's <laughs> and she hears yep, this she noise hear in her car. in her boot. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. This part, I couldn't remember what it was. I actually I thought, oh, he's part. in the car. He's like the killer's in the car. That's what That's I was what thinking. I thought. But she opens the boot and it's Max's dead body and hundreds of crabs. Yeah. 
and you can tell like they like most of them are like real crabs but then they like cg'd a crab to like run over his mouth oh had they it well it looked oh, it looked okay. pretty sick to make notice. it even worse <laughs> and it, no it was very effective it was so creepy the idea of being dead and having crabs running over you uh a plus I feel that though, if you had a dead body full of crabs in your car, you would have smelled it before you heard it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe the whole town just smells bad, so maybe not. <laughs> I didn't consider that. Maybe. Mm. So she goes in and collects Barry and Helen, and that's who I am today. Yes. You're Helen in post. Helen, Helen in this scene. Little backpack, little crop top. I'm, I'm Helen. It's fair that That's she's in so shock. And so, yeah, so yes. there's this, like, bit of time where she's had her hair hacked at, but she hasn't had the chance to go and have someone, like, fix it. And so she's got that great captain's hat. Well, I don't think she Very has cute. any chance to go and fix it at all. Yeah, like, it's a public holiday. that much time. And yet, when she's in the parade, her hair looks lovely. Yeah, that's Maybe she I mean. cut like, it herself. He didn't, he didn't do a very bad no, job. No, it looks great. Like, he, he did all right. And so okay. they come back to the car. So Julie's grabbed them. Helen is, you know, hiding her hair under a hat because she's traumatised by her, by her night haircuts. Mm-hmm. And yes. they come back and open the car boot to n- nothing. It's like got like the, like a tool in it. It's clean. It's clean. Was no one like looking at the mirror? Like the mirror. Like when she went into the house, isn't she like, yeah, my car's just down there and they could see someone like getting all these crabs away. Like this guy's a freaking magician. You can't just magic that many crabs gone. That was a lot of crabs and a whole human body, a whole body and at least 12 crabs, probably more. Oh. Probably more. Well, I said hundreds before, so. <laughs> Between 12 and 100 crabs. <laughs> Barry thinks it's Ray. Yeah, they so they turned go to on Ray's Ray. house. They've turned on Ray um, because he's poor, basically. <laughs> and he's still in the town and he's a fisherman and they're like, well, he's got access to fishing. He knows about crabs. He could get crabs. He could get crabs. He probably has a fishing man... Like oiled, an oil skin jacket, Coke. which like he probably does. Like everyone. Yeah. Everyone in that town. And we see later when we're going in the parade sequence, like it's the so middle of summer in America and so many people, like there's people in T-shirts yeah, and, and there's down people. Down south where it would be humid as hell and they're all wearing their fisherman coats. Anyway. So we're in the parade. Um, Sarah Michelle Gellar is just basically pointing to e- anyone wearing a fishing because, coat. Because the plan is like, okay, I'm so Julie's going to go and find Freddie Prince Jr. And and they're like, she's like, Barry and Helen, you have to stay to get Barry and Helen. Oh, my God. You have to stay <laughs> together. They sound like they're 65. I know. And that would be fine if they were. Um, they have to stay together. And so how they do this is not like him like, in the crowd, like, following the float or anything. He's just, like, sitting on the front of the float. It's, like, a lovely float. (laughs) And she's in her, like, really pretty dress and she's got her crown. There's a whole bunch of other people on the float and there's some cute little kids in the back of the convertible that's towing the float and then there's just him in his knitwear sitting on the front of the float and they just, like, let that happen. Mm -hmm. This this town's great. Yeah. 
But yeah, so Sarah Michelle Geller is like pointing out who she thinks it might be based on their fishing gear. Yeah. And they meanwhile, so we're a bit cut back and forth yeah. in this part between the parade and other stuff going on. Meanwhile, Julie's gone over to Missy's again, like Anne H, the sister's place, and she finds her with a knife cutting up fish. So, oh, yeah, of course she's the killer because she's holding a knife, guys. She has a lot um, of fish for a person who lives alone, but now that I think about it, at first I thought that was sinister, but now I think she's probably just going to have a 4th of July fish party with friends. Probably. She's, yeah, she's made to be look really crazy, yeah. but she's, They set her up just not. as a red herring, yeah. Yeah, so she she explains that, no, her brother committed suicide. Um, he left a suicide note. Bum, bum, bum. The note is, I know what you did last summer. And that's where Julie's like, this isn't a suicide note. He was murdered. Um, it's the same note. So she freaks out. Mm. But it also makes you think, oh, well, it's not Freddie Prince Jr. then because he didn't have a reason before the 4th of July to be murdery. Yeah. yeah. So then you're like, well, so, what is going on? And Julie puts it together. Yeah. And she also mentions at this point that, you know, he had a tattoo on his arm of Susie. And the sister's like, no, he didn't have Susie tattooed on his arm. Yeah, that was his fiance, but no, he didn't have that tattoo. Mm. So then they're kind of like, oh, okay, so we didn't kill your brother. Like... The, the body that washed up was him. Isn't, was isn't him, the body we threw in the. Isn't the one that we killed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's two bodies, guys. And so we can kind of like work out that he didn't die. The guy that was still alive when they pushed him into the ocean didn't actually die. He probably just swam back up after they left. Yep. <laughs> and survived. So now you've got to work out, okay, well, so that's probably who's stalking us. Who is it? Who did we fail to kill twice with a car and drowning? Mm. They're, they're like the people who yes. tried to kill Rasputin. Just super bad at murder. <laughs> so bad at it. So now we cut to the talent show and, like, awkwardly Helen has to sit on the stage and watch these bad talent show, to bad talent quests. Oh, my God, I love that part. It's so Croker bad. Croker Queens. Like, and I don't feel like when she was, be, like, doing her talent thing, there was any, no. a random person sitting on the, the stage watching. No. And I love how she – look, they've picked someone to do a bad talent uh, on purpose for humour. Mm. Uh, and we get some great Sarah Michelle Gellar just kind of like, this is I'm – prete- I'm not even pretending that this is any good. Just some, some yeah. great eye-rolling acting. And looking for – Ryan Philippe, who's going to be in the balcony area because he's an idiot. Mm. Why and would he's you not go? Paying any attention no. either? He's, he's not like paying... enjoying the show. <laughs> yeah, he's into it. He's not watching his surroundings. He's isolated himself from the crowd like a moron. Mm. Again, I don't. I shouldn't be victim blaming, but he makes himself very easy to murder and also kind of appealing to murder because he's such a dick. So yeah. And that's exactly what happens. He gets murdered by this fisherman with his big hook. Mm. Um, and Helen, Helen can sees see it, it. And she's screaming. But magically no one else looks up. and Like she's pointing and screaming. No one 
can see anything. No. The police officer, the deputy, he's shit. Like he's just like, oh, and they go up there and there's like no real sign of like, this is why this, this is a magician, this killer. Like yeah. there's like one drop of blood. Yeah. How do you <laughs> um, kill someone with a hook that is like clearly designed for like gutting? Gutting. And mm-hmm. I don't, look, the sheriff does go upstairs, basically stands in one spot, looks around like, you know, 120 um, degree view of, of the area and goes, there's nothing here. You're crazy. He is useless. Yeah. But how is that? Like, it is oddly bloodless murder for such mm. a, I don't know, I guess. No, this was, I was going to say PG-13. In Australia, this was MA-15. Like, they could have had a bit more gore. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. But so Helen okay, is so freaked out and then kind of also yeah. cut loose. She's got no no one protecting her and the mm. cops think she's crazy. So this is a bad situation. So she ends up in the back of a cop car though. I think he's gonna drive her home or whatever. Mm. Buffy vibes. Um, and as they're driving around, she sees the guy, the fisherman, and or he pulls up and the fish. Something That's right. Ha- like, I they're think the still, police stop because there's. They have to go down an alleyway because there's still like town uh, party going on and they can't go down the main road yes. any further. So he cuts and they down see an alley. Someone. Yeah. Yeah. And thinks his car's broken down or something. So he gets out and that's when she's locked in the car and she can see that it's him and she's like banging. That's him. That's him. And we see the. The policemen get gutted, basically. Yep. Hook to the belly. Um, Helen gets out of the car and, like, runs to – runs across, like, a whole empty, like, park to Mm. get to her family's department store where Elsa's still working. She is a hard worker. She She was the only person doing inventory that day (laughs) because Helen wouldn't show up. So she had to do it all herself. All by herself. Yeah. So it's late and she's, she's still there working and it's summer. So it's probably, it's dark. So it's probably quite late. It would have to be quite late. Yeah. Um, this is the scene that I actually remember mm, when I think too. of, I know what you did last summer. This is the scene with the mannequins and the shop yep. and being stalked around the shop and the sister, the way the sisters killed yep. is like what I remember. Me too. This in the balcony, that's the, that's all of the memory for me about this movie. Those yeah. were the two, the two big scares. Yeah. And this bit is and so pretty, creepy. Yeah. It's pretty creepy so cut a long story short because go and watch it because we don't want to spoil everything for you the sister and she gets in she's convincing the sister they're trying to lock the doors the the killer gets in the sister gets killed um sarah michelle Gala helen manages to jump out a window and um there's oh it's it's quite a full on it's full on there's ma- mannequins and cr- it's creepy that bit it's with the drop the, cloth the where best. he's pretending to be a mannequin is so creepy oh, oh yes. so good yeah this is the I don't want to ruin this this is the best sequence in the movie it's so great mm. so we see the fireworks and Helen's just like okay I've got to book it towards the fireworks because that's where people are it's I'll be safe. safe. She's yeah. injured. She's like, yeah, climbed out a window. Earlier she like smashed a car window to get out of the cop car. She is like absolutely a fighter. This mm. is a great, like this would just have to be your whole show reel for Buffy actually. Just like, look, yeah, I can do basically. it. Look at me. she got hired. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, she gets killed now. She's uh, she gets kind of trapped in an alleyway, and the, there's an, another parade. The parade just must go for five hours. Oh there's another parade going past with mm. marching bands and stuff, and she's she's being killed in the alleyway as people are going past. Like it's it's pretty horrific. Mm. Meanwhile, Julie has worked out that it's Susie's dad that might be the problem. Yep. Yeah, she's worked out that it's possibly Susie's dad and because he's got a reason if if this guy David who we saw sitting on the cliff mm. had accidentally killed his daughter the year before in a car accident, he's got the kind of motive to I know what you did, like, because we yeah. feel it was a car accident. Maybe he was drunk and that's what that kind of means of, like, I know that it Yeah, you killed my daughter. Accident yeah. Or something, yeah. So Even if not, he's got motive and also the reason yes. to have a tattoo of her name on him. So this is where Julie's, like, really puts it together. Like, we didn't actually kill anyone. Um, so it's the, the dad. We didn't actually kill him. He's still alive. So Julie goes to Ray's work because, of course, he's working on a boat right now while people are being murdered. Like, why weren't they all together? Like, I mm-hmm. don't understand why they all separate. Like, get it together, guys. Yeah, because at this point, the movie – because, yeah, it doesn't make sense. They just want to have one last moment of, but maybe she's wrong and is Ray the murderer? Yeah. Just one last so she, moment. But he's got such goes there. beautiful puppy dog eyes. I know, but but I think this is the point where she looks at the boat he's working on, and the boat yeah. is called Billy Blue. <gasps> and she's That's right. like, "You're Billy Blue. You you worked it all out before. Like you worked it out months and months ago. And are you the one that's killing us now? Because yep. you've had this relationship with Missy, or or yeah. you don't? Yeah. So that's kind of. So she freaks out, and she's kind of like wrestling Ray because he's trying to grab her to say, no, it's not me. And Come on the boat. boat. Come on the boat and we'll talk about it. And she's like, no, runs off, which is sensible. And runs off. It is sensible. But what's not sensible is when a random fisherman says, get on my boat. And she's like, yes, please. Get on his boat. Far out. Yeah, that was dumb. Anywho. anywho, So she gets on his boat. Giant boat that is like from the outside not big until you're crawling around on the insides and then it's like ginormous on the, the inside. Titanic. Yeah. <laughs> There's like just like chambers and sections and it's massive. Yeah. And it is the, the dad. This yeah, is Julie's the, dad's boat. That's right. Because she sees like he's got a notice board or something. Or there's something. There's something like that. And yes. He's got, like she's so she goes into his cabin pinned. and he's got all the he's got his own murder wall for the, he's the murderer, but he's built his own little murder um board to make yes. it easier for if someone comes on the boat. He also leaves he's guns known. lying around, so you know he's like mm. whatever. Ray is chasing him in his boat, so we have a boat well, chase. Well, because the boat, the boat has taken off, and that's yeah. when I think she really kind of goes, "Oh shit, I've done the wrong thing here." Yeah. So Ray, Ray's in a speedboat now. That's right. <laughs> he grabs a little dinghy and chases them, 
and he gets on to you the boat. You say dinghy, I say speedboat. Like, well, it's, you say twelve crabs, I say a hundred. It's it's a little boat with a like an outboard motor, but it's not like I would not call it a speedboat. Like a speedboat sounds like. Well, I cool. would. I would definitely call it a speedboat. So okay, speedboat, dinghy, whatever. Anyway, Ray, they have a boat chase. Tomato, in his tomato. And he gets onto the boat, and then they have like a fisherman tool fight. Mm. It's pretty great. It, and then Ray, Ray gets, tries to spear yeah. him. He's got yeah. like a spear and he's trying to spear him. And I found this part to be quite tense to watch because mm. you're a bit like, oh, oh, come on, you can do it. You Someone's going to get hurt. These are very scary. Like fishing the, tools okay, are pretty this is intense. The part, okay, this is the part that really – Ray could have totally speared him yes. if it wasn't for Julie going – Watch out! And they, so then he he totally goes what and looks at Julie, and then he gets clocked by something, like and that that seems to be a theme in this. Like there's a lot of um, I noticed too when Barry was getting killed up in the balcony, he yeah. is there and he kind of looks, but then she starts screaming, "Watch out!" So then he looks back at her instead of, "Don't be just so distracted, boys." Focus, focus on your job. That's also how Don't the car the accident happens. Distract you is also the screaming, <laughs> yeah, and that exactly. was Barry's fault. Yeah, exactly. they're, they're they're very distractible. Have a concentration span. That's that's rich coming from you, Amy. <laughs> so Ray goes, so Ray, gets knocked overboard. Oh, and yeah, it is he Julie's does. But fault. then he's like, he's like fully climbing the big net. That's yep. The fishing net. He's climbing that to get back on. <laughs> and then when he gets back on, like, his costume looks perfectly dry again. Mm. Yes. It's great movie. Really high quality. Um, Julie finds Helen and Barry on ice. Already. Like, and Max. Yeah. Max is there again too. Oh. Yeah. Is I the think. policeman there? You'd think the policeman should be there too or did he just not? I mean, you should be collecting him? the whole set, but no one cares about the policeman. Oh, well. Why did he kill Max? Was Max onto it? Like, did I Max know. know more than we, like, were we on the right track that Max knew stuff? So that's why he had to get rid of Max. That's a really because good question. He didn't really need to kill Max. No, he didn't need to kill Max. I don't think, I don't think Max did know anything. But, yeah, so the Ray's part where she finds board. them in the ice is horrifying. Ray comes yeah, back and immediately really dries off because maybe he has special fisherman clothes that are all oiled and the water just, like, you know, like a duck. Maybe he's like a duck. Yeah. yeah. So he he clocks him with something, but he gets back up. He's like friggin' Superman, this oh killer. God. And he's then dead. he gets up and he's, <laughs> he's like, happy 4th of July, Julie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> his death is so gross. Because he ends mm. up tangled. Well, he's, oh, he's he's that's right. Death. That's because, right. As we know, I still know what you did last summer. Yeah, the body isn't found. The so the, yeah, he's, the body isn't found, and the cop is just he's, like, oh, don't worry, the body's always turned up. And you're like, dude, no, we just watched they, this whole movie. I don't, do I don't think that's true. So yeah, he gets tangled up, and then he gets thrown into the ocean, and what comes back up is just his hand clinging to it so he's lost his hand which is great because it means that next time he can just have a hook on his hand it's been done before 
this precedent. Mm-hmm. So the they're all having a canoodle on the boat when the police arrive and um, are asked, like, is there any reason why this maniac would want you dead? And they're hugging and like, no, officer. No. Such <laughs> bad liars, but whatever. No, no idea why. <laughs> They're just like, oh, we finally, finally got away with the murder we thought we did a year ago. Thank God. Yeah. Well, at that point, you're not going to say anything, are you? Oh, my God, no. 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 You just would really just be like, no. So we cut to a year later again. Julie's at college. This time she's much happier at college. She's in about to take a shower. She's on her phone and she gets another letter. <gasps> Ooh. And I really thought that because I was sitting there thinking, oh, I'm sure it was written on a mirror, mm. like not a letter. I was That's something that I did remember. And I was like, I'm sure it was written on a mirror. Like I still know what you did last summer and not in a letter. But there's this, this letter and she opens it up. But it's just to a pool party. And I was right. It's written on the mirror. Yay. And we get a huge jump scare at the end. And bum, bum, bum. Let's wait for another couple of years and we can have I still know what you did last summer with Brandy. Brandy, but also more cooler shaker over the credits because yeah, yeah. For, for good times yeah the end until the end. I still know until. what you did last summer and also in October this year right before Halloween there is a series I still know <gasps> I know what you did last summer is coming no way yes I had no idea neither did I until I was watching the movie and I was looking up IMDb to try and keep track of all of the characters' names and the first I know what you did last summer that came all up four was of them. all four of all the four names. of the names <laughs> that I couldn't do. And if you put I know what you did last summer into IMDB, the first one that came up was 2021 TV series. I'm like, what? Yes. So coming soon to I'm not oh. sure. What it's actually I wish I could. Too. I wish I could be like, yeah, I oh, knew. There That's you go. Why we're doing this film? No. Like, Mwah. coming to my finger is on the pulse. <laughs> it's not. It's I not. had no freaking idea. <laughs> no, no, neither did I. So I just um, wanted to do the movie. <laughs> well, it was our Halloween. It was your Halloween choice. Mm. So mm-hmm. yeah, uh, an eight episode uh, limited series on Amazon Prime on starting in mid October. So oh, awesome. There you go That's if you have Amazon Prime. I, I do not. <laughs> but Ooh. yeah, I didn't know they were making a TV series of it. So there you go. So guys, if you have Amazon Perfect. Prime, there is an I Know What You Did Last Summer TV series that you can go and start watching right now. Oh, Congratulations. Go Amy for the timing. Go me. Yeah. So let's do some fun facts. Mm-hmm. So the killer has a hook because of the urban legend that they were talking about. It that's a real urban legend. It is um, that's out there, and that's why they spoke about it at the start. And that was the choice made for why this killer had a hook as yeah. well to kind of mesh together with that. Um, another fun fact is that Jamie Lee Curtis mentored um, another another three barreled name mentored Jennifer Love Hewitt on set like she would pop up on set she came a few times to visit to give some advice and a few pep talks to you know how to be a scream queen yep she is the original would final be girl friggin cool oh hell yeah it? she's amazing melissa joan hart another triple barrel name almost played julie 
But I didn't realise that so many people had three names. Wait, <laughs> no, there's like so, oh, goodness, there were so many. Yeah, so she almost played Julie, but. I did not know that. Didn't. I, I, don't, I don't think she would have been that great. No. As Julie. I think Sarah Michelle Gellar would have been a great Julie. Yeah, well, she went for that. Yeah. I think she went for that role and didn't get it. But and I she love was, her as Helen. And but I it think is she's sad because then she yeah. didn't get to do the um, sequels. Yeah. I think she's better, but she yeah, was not as famous. She didn't do the sequels. Um, Jennifer Love Hewitt actually had a lot of trouble sleeping while filming Ooh. this movie. Like she really struggled with, like she was actually scared a lot of the time mm. filming. And so she was. Yeah, and it was around the time that, like, there wasn't – it's the first real teen ones of this generation, so yeah. I can imagine why. Like, and I watched it again now, and I remember being so scared about it back when I was a teen, but watching it again now, it was – I was quite comfortable watching it. It was not that scary considering no. all the other stuff that we're exposed to and watch now, I guess. Oh, and just everyday life. Yeah. So let me tell you the story about when I was a hairdresser and I would work, I worked about 40 minutes away from my house Mm. and there's quite a windy rural section that I had to drive through. Yeah. And one night I was driving through and at this one kind of bend, I swear... (laughs) I saw like a ghost of someone like wearing like you know this is in the dark your imagination but I yep. swear that I saw like someone wearing like a fisherman jacket and hat like when I came around the bend and then like as I got closer nothing's there so it's it's shadows and and things or a ghost but most likely <laughs> shadows of trees and and a uh, imagination because I was like 22 maybe when this happened um so then every pretty much for the next like I worked there for 10 years Mm. pretty much for the next 10 years when I would drive on that street which wasn't like and it had to be dark so it wasn't all the time but I would think about this movie a lot Oh, wow. When I got to that bend because because I, I would be like, oh, my God, am I going to see that weird shape of the fisherman's jacket standing there <laughs> ready to kill me? What if my car breaks down? Keep chugging along, little Suzuki. You can do it because you're going up like this full-on hill at the time. Yeah, I know like, that bit of the road. Yeah. 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 I, I can picture where you were. Yeah. It yeah, is creepy. It's full-on. Yeah. <gasps> oh, I love it. Oh, that's hilarious. Yes. So that's why I, th- I have thought about this movie a lot in my life, but hadn't seen it again for 21 years. How did it yeah. hold up for you? I enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I did enjoy it. Like I said, it was nowhere near as scary. Mm. Yeah, I enjoyed yeah, it. It was um, good fun. Yeah. Good it, fun. And look, a couple of the scares still got me, particularly that first kill with Max. I had because I, I'd totally forgotten about that. So when it happened, it was, you know, a bit yeah, of a job. I'd forgotten about fun. him and I was so was not expecting. Yeah. I was expecting Sarah Michelle Gellar to die. I was expecting her yeah. sister to die. I remember those. I knew that Barry died. I was pretty sure that Freddie Prince didn't because I 
felt like he's I in remembered the him in the next one. Yeah. And I know that she's in the next one. But yeah. it's like Max, I had no idea. Like yeah. that came out of nowhere. And the police officer one, I had I no memory that. of that happening either. Yeah. So they were probably the two that made me jump the most. Yeah. Yeah. But good fun. Yeah, it was, it was good, good fun, fun to go down memory lane. Yeah. And watch it. And rewatching Scream was quite fun too because, yeah, about the same amount of time had passed. It was it was an enjoyable afternoon of, of um, slashes. It was great. Yeah, awesome. Mm. So, Kate, what's your spooky Halloween um, pick for me? Okay, so leaning a little harder into slasher oh, and, and a no. little earlier. Do you, yeah, I hope you've just – you haven't kept in mind that my husband's just gone back to work and I am by myself. <laughs> oh, what are you going to do? Is it Carrie? It's not Carrie. It's Evil Dead 2. Evil Dead 2. Okay, I have never seen – I haven't even seen the first one. Should I watch the first one first or am no. I going to be okay? You are going to be okay because basically – and this is fantastic. Evil Dead 2 is is – they have Evil Dead 1 and they have like no money. And so when they make Evil Dead 2, they're like, do you know what we're going to do? We're just going to pre- – it's not really a sequel so much as just okay. – we're kind of just going to do the same story again as if that never happened but and just with a couple of characters ah. and but with they more just money. find it. Yeah, okay. and make a better movie. So it's the Evil Dead 2 from 1987. It's streaming on Binge and Stan. Evil Dead 2 starring Bruce yeah, Campbell. Exciting. Yeah. No um, idea who that is. Is there any other names in it that I might know? No. Shit, no. God, no. Okay, awesome. Uh, I hope you enjoy it. It's it's definitely a lot bloodier, but it is. Yeah, there's not. But a there's lot not of fun. much blood in this at all. No, it's this. This, this really one was all bloodless. just about the tension. Yeah. No, this is much gorier. Okay. Uh, and sillier. It's quite silly. Okay. It's good. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. You can get in touch with us. Love to hear from you. You watch what podcast at gmail.com. Website is youwatchedwhat.net. We're on Insta. We're on TikTok. We're, I'm on Letterboxd. Um, links are all in on the website and in our Insta. It's great. It would be great to hear from you. Thanks, guys. And happy Halloween. Ooh. Enjoy your spooky season. Bye.